0: I got to watch The Decision and the people not wrapping belts in the middle of a crowded sports book. Honestly, too crowded. I look like somebody from the movie Outbreak, but that was obviously not just more of a tribute person. It's time for Verbal Tap. The show proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Not as easy when you're trying to get inside the sports book as Francis Ngannou is <clears> being named. <throat> Heavyweight champion of the world, Raph, you were doing some live commentary.
1: How are you? I'm good. We had a lot of friends uh, watching us on our strength and mobility fight companion, and we did something very nice. We started a new trend, which is the outgoing uh, fight companion host will then provide the beer selection for the incoming fight companion host. So I got to surprise my good friend Sven with uh, some selections from our good friends over at the Milton Aguero's Mixed Martial Arts Academy. And I'll tell you this. He sent me a text the next day saying how much fun he had. And then maybe eight hours later, he sent me a gif of Kristen Wiig going, I'm ready to party. to let me know that's how drunk he actually was on camera and was not far off. <laughs> so yeah, we had a great, great time and I appreciate them. So uh, shout out to them. And, and Casey, we're going to pull you on in a second here, but Kev, Before we announce the guest officially, and people should know because if they listen to the last week, they know who it is this week. I got a text this week of somebody being a little – a little sad. I don't know that he was angry, but they were a little sad. So you may recall at the very end of the episode, we did reveal that somebody put Casey to sleep (laughs) and in training. And it just so happened the person who did it was listening to the show. And they sent me a note. They're like, Raph, come on, man. It just (laughs) was. Come on, you're making me out to seem like a villain. I go, well, aren't you? And he goes, well, no, you know, we were training. And I go, and you're the upper belt. And he goes, right, right. But the way I heard it was that I sounded like the villain. So we're not officially airing an apology. We're just airing an explanation that Angel is an incredible teacher at Systems Training Center. I would (laughs) highly encourage you to go see him. And yes, maybe factually he did put our guest Casey Lydon to sleep, but he's also building him up into the monster we know for the Winter Warrior program. Casey, how are you doing today, sir? Uh,
2: Doing wonderful, sir. Doing wonderful. I, 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 I discovered I snore when I fall asleep. I didn't know that. I'm a snore. I've a snorer. been put out, too, so
1: I, I know it's not fun, and I told people that – because they always ask, like, what, what happens when you go out? When I went out, my first thought was let everybody know I'm okay. So nothing freaked everybody out more than me coming back to life and saying, I'm okay so uh, i uh, yeah we, down we've been the
0: other way when you all are ready to throw mm-hmm. it to me because i yes, i sure. feel only more resolved in my anger and i'm prepared yes. to defend casey's honor <laughs> okay Well, this isn't flatliners. We're training partners. We're not trying to see the ghost light angel. I think Gabriel was an angel, and he started hell, Raph, and that's a biblical (sighs) reference, and I've never read it. Not cover to cover. I don't have that kind of time. There's a lot of different references. Either way, it's always a slippery slope. I don't trust trust a self-branded angel. You know what I'm saying? It's like if somebody's (laughs) name is Spike, they probably can't fight. We know it.
1: It is unfortunate because Angel is one of my really, really good training partners. So I train often with him. Take it
0: out on Raft. You can find him <laughs> yes, at your course. local gym. You should feel free. I speak for he, him. He does so. not have Same to look ideas. hard
1: to find me. He literally knows we train on a fairly regular basis. So, no, it's it's easy to find me. Casey, what has been the best part of training over at Systems for you? Because they've been the hub of the Wimp to Warrior for you. And you know, I, I, I've sent you a note and I was very mm-hmm. excited when I saw that you were training with them, but what has been the best thing about training with them so far?
2: Um, I, I think the, uh, I think the consistency, uh, cause this is the first time I have really been in a gym consistently since, you know, the whole, uh, pandemic thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, just, uh, it was just different. Um, it's just a new body a completely. I didn't know anyone in the class. It's like, I guess the other gyms I've been to, it's just other smaller gyms. Like you know, I kind of knew everyone there, but this one I was kind of came in as a complete stranger. No one knew me, which I, I kind of liked. And uh, yeah, so it's just in that consistency of freaking. Um, uh, we're in week sixteen or seventeen now of you know waking up at five o'clock every morning to make sure I'm at the gym on time, and um, yeah, just uh, make sure I'm ready. And that's just been a thing. Like I never ever 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 thought I was gonna be one of those morning jujitsu people morning just morning people in general but like
1: yeah
2: it's weird like here i am that's me you know and then after this is done i'm like oh i think i want to continue to take six o'clock classes or some something stupid and very (laughs) adult like
1: uh okay you don't have to there were other times we host and do jujitsu i did
0: this raf did this for a while i I recall your early jujitsu days i have never been able to commit to the early jujitsu. Anytime I've stumbled in like seeing a Yeti, people are just shocked. I'm impressed. I will tell you this though. It's a special brand. Yeah.
1: uh, My theory on it, Kevin, is I won't get up for anything else except for jujitsu. And now I have a lot more options to me, but some of my best training partners came out of those 6 a.m. sessions. So I'm not mocking that. I'm just letting you know You not only now will have options, but Kev he has mats in his place. So (laughs) he has like all the tools that he needs. Like we have to go somewhere to roll. He can literally just con people into coming to his place. I
0: wish I could say it was that if if someone called me, they were like, Kevin, you can go be Tommy in that Tommy and Pamela Lee film in the past. I'd be like, "Okay, what time do I have to arrive? They're like 6 a.m. It's like, sorry, got to find a new guy. Not interested.
1: (laughs) God. Can't wait for that. Okay, so, Casey, the one thing I was going to tell you is you – obviously, you have a fight uh, that looks like it's going to come up. I I know you mentioned it on the last episode. We're still trying to – yeah, we're still trying to figure out the exact timing of it. The only thing I was going to tell you is is I was going to say, oh, you know what? I would shoot some of those photos. And then I remembered you kind of know the best photographer in the world for all of combat sports. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could get – oh, God, no. (laughs) No, I can't. Not even anything remotely that good. So uh, I will probably snag you some uh, shots if I go. And they will be the equivalent comparatively to someone using an iPhone Uh, giving you a photo on there, I'm pretty sure, if you uh, compare the two. But I guess what I'm saying is this, Casey – uh, you're in good hands. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to see how that's going to come together. We'll keep people updated here. Gents, let's go ahead and transition over to a little bit of the recap. I'm going to start with this. Kevin, did Francis Ngannou make Dana so mad that he didn't come to the post presser? Or was it just a coincidence?
0: I have to ask you. This is the first time I've seen something in public in years because of, mm-hmm. as Casey so eloquently put it, that pandemic thingy. I really like yes. that. I thought it gave yeah. power. I took away the power. It's like a hurricane sounds badass. Like if we call it a wind thingy, it's really difficult <laughs> to take seriously. <laughs> I was, I was glued to it because obviously Dana's there. This is the biggest fight they've had in a long time. Everybody from the coverage leading up to their their continuous issues. Every time they've been at odds with a fighter, the audience is typically interested and this was no exception because there's a big stakes here from the fighter clause, the champion's clause, right? He's contracts up they're only keeping him because he's the champ. So does he, you know, throw the inadvertent knee, as it was suggested by some pundits in the business? <laughs> nope. Beat Cyril Gain. I've heard people like Cyril, Cyril, and I. It's like Can we go Cyril, Cyril gone. So it's evil. Is please? what we're going. Yeah. Cyril gone. Yeah. yeah I I just fuck up the last name. And then Dana doesn't come out. People in the Cosmopolitan lost their shit. I hear Norger be like, "Where the fuck you at, Baldy? Where you at, Baldy?" Just <laughs> screaming at the television. It is exploding. The masks are gone. It's as though there is no thingy. We are. De- I'm again previously like duct taped an N95 mask to my face, my cock, everything, just to make sure. You got to be careful when you're out in public, especially at the Cosmopolitan. You might trip and fall. They were livid. I have to say from the Cosmopolitan which I will speak on behalf, Raf, yes. They made him so mad. He refused and didn't he also refuse to show up to the presser? Yes. So well, he just strap. didn't. I
1: don't, I don't know that he refused. I think that is a strong <laughs> word. It's just a very big coincidence that he <laughs> didn't wrap the belt around his waist. Yeah, you're, you're and right. Then He's known he not to take a, a
0: victory up. lap in these moments and talk for 45 no. minutes about the world's most exciting fight game. You're right. He you would never do that.
1: So, Casey, we're going to come to you. You are familiar with the bald father in ways that yeah. maybe might have been Kevin and I may be familiar with. But do you think that was the case? And then follow-up question, what do you think is a good strategy? Telling your fighter that, uh-oh, you might have some contract thingy, problem thingy before a fight. Or maybe, I don't know, wait till after and just kind of mention like, oh, BT dubs. Dana not very happy. We had some contract uh, talkies with our good friend uh, the Paul brothers boxing thing.
2: Go on. Well, as far as the second part it's like, was it good advice from his manager to go? Oh, by the way, they're suing us, or they're gonna sue us. Um, hell yeah, that's smart advice. Like, dude, like Francis, he bites him a chip on his shoulder. You know, it's like like he could have pulled out of this fight. You know he wanted to do this, and like he was like, "Oh what and they want to sue me oh i'm I'm definitely gonna win this fight who knows maybe that was the maybe that was enough that that was enough for him to to win that fifth round like those little things like oh yeah it was just i i like the the my 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 respect for Francis not only has a fighter but just as, like just like f the system <laughs> just like through the roof uh, through the freaking roof. I love it. Would you want to know, oh, Casey?
0: Would you want them to tell you in the fight room? Would you, okay, Angel's sitting there like, sorry yeah. I choked you out, <laughs> but do you want the update before you go out there?
2: Yeah. Wow. I mean, no one's choking out Francis, but uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd I like to know.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I had actually, Raph, I, I was I with wonder. you. I was like, why the fuck would you tell him that? And now I'm like, love it.
1: Hey, I'm going to send this. Hot giant human through a brick wall
0: with anger i'm ready
1: i'll be honest i i know there are some people in my inner circle who if i was cornering i'd be like uh this is information we're telling them later but there is a certain caliber (laughs) of person not that i'm withholding information on them it's just yo bro not only is your leg compromised these people clearly aren't respecting you you're the marquee name in this, so you do have some leverage right now. And what's been interesting is this campaign he's taking because, one, in the post-fight interview, it was kind of like, oh, oops, did we say boxing? But then it, in the post presser it became, hmm, yeah, you know, I'd love to comment on my future, but I'm not going to go into that. And he had the most polite, mm-hmm, no, thank you. Mm-hmm that I think I've seen in some time because they were legitimately trying to get him to ask, like answer questions about where does he see himself? Is he boxing in the UFC? Is he going to go do something else? If he's going to go somewhere else, What, what does that mean? He just goes, I don't know yet. We'll find out. Thank you. And they did a follow up and he goes, thank you. And I said, shit. Yeah, that's great. Good for you. That's a good answer because, he is in the middle of a very public spat. And guess what? The next day, when he goes on Ariel Hawani, he goes even further. And it's hard not to be rooting for him. I saw people on my social media timeline who said, I wasn't rooting for this guy. But now he had a lot more that he was fighting for. I can see.
2: How could you not root for I, I think, dude, I, I think it's even Surreal is kind of after he beat him. It's like, yeah, go get that money, man. I don't, I don't think, I, I can't. Dude, me yeah. Miocic, like everyone, I, I, have you have you seen maybe outside of maybe Kobe coming? I don't know who, is anyone publicly going. Nah, Francis, sit down. Just, just oh well, take your.
1: I don't think an entity, but man, what a time to get paid in crypto! Because, <laughs> don't know if people will be listening to this in the future. There were definitely some hits on the stock market in the crypto region. And it was kind of like, "Yay, he's getting paid in crypto," which then turned into, "Oh, yay, he's getting paid in crypto." Ugh, I hope he's okay. Plus, you get taxed at the highest rate, so. Yay, we're rooting for Francis. Just want to make sure you're good, pal. Is this the most
0: effed the UFC's ever been in conjunction with a fighter? Because to me, I had the reaction, and I'm curious if you all feel this way, because the story isn't the fight, and it should be. The story hasn't been any of the other fights, and it should be. The story now has become both good TV and incredibly horrible for ESPN, who now (laughs) appears to be kind of complicitly endorsing some insane business tactics, one of them being the market share revenue story has been... Almost the first thing anyone's talking about with a lot of these fights. This, I think, is incredibly damning for that part of it because it feeds right into that same line of he's gotten so popular. They're like, "Hey, we don't need you. We get paid for how many fights, not how good they are." Does this start to rattle some Dana White security?
2: Casey, I don't think so. Honestly, uh, I think. Uh, I think the brand the, the brand name three let the three letters are so freaking big. I mean, yeah, they want to keep Francis, but they also want to pay him dirt. They don't want to pay him boxing money. But they're willing to let him go, I think. They're willing to let anyone go. As long as the three the three letters and Dana White are like the, the marquee that that's the reason you're going. They don't care. Like they, like they'll put they'll put out whatever. People will still pay money, and they'll show up. And like the the price point, I mean the the revenue share is so incredibly high, and the, if the fighters are cool with that, then that's just how it's going to be. I don't, I honestly don't think. I think they're mad, but they'll make it. They'll, they'll, they'll get through it.
1: I mean, well,
2: I get the I impression. Good, sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being a bit pessimistic. I mean, I, I hope this is like a, a revolution, and I think in the end, this will be good for Francis, but. uh I man, I don't know. It's a uh, so many things can happen this year. So many things. You're, I think it's going to be such an incredible year.
1: You're just the cage. letting history take yeah, as I'd say the president here. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, was, I, don't, I, I know, don't think you're, you're being
2: probably right.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I think this is more of a case of history leads us to believe this because. There are people who the UFC championed, I don't know, maybe as ambassadors going all the way back to Randy Couture, who have essentially been erased from their history. And that is after they spend a significant amount of time where they say, look at this guy. He's the best ever. And then you have Francis Ngannou who beat people who the UFC said, oh, my God, they're the best. They're the greatest. Now they just kind of temper that and say, like, yeah, he's okay." Yeah, he he won okay. He won good. Oh, he wrestled now. Oh, that's kind of boring, right? Mm, yeah, it used to be fun when you used to punch people, but now you wrestle them. Mm. <laughs> I think they're gonna okay, find whatever that's, narrative that's,
2: that's they can to shoot him down. Oh, I mean, of course, I mean, that's that's the crazy part. But you know, I don't think the fans will ever not believe in the the three letter you know, UFC as, as like the premier everything in the sport. Because I mean Dana White, he's literally the promoter. That is his job. Francis Ngannou just had an amazing victory. And all he has to do is grab a mic from Megan O Levy and just go, Oh my God, that guy is amazing. He's the baddest man on the planet. Not only can he knock you out, but now we can wrestle you. You can't stop him. Do your job, man. That's your job. That's your only job. And then you know, close the door and they'll be all, you know, angry Dana, like I'm not gonna talk to, you know, Francis, blah blah blah. Just do your job, man. Like everyone else has to do it. Come on.
0: Yeah, I think you're now pointing out the argument for this being a bigger issue. You're right. Maybe it's it's just so easy and you even see it. Like I was trying to think of when is the boss this much in in a fight with its most star product, which I think Ngannou is in that top three range. But it's heavyweight heavyweight always. People want to see heavyweights and it's like all I could think of is when Goodell you know, basically suspended Tom Brady for maybe having flatter footballs and that moment where I just don't ever remember Goodell like not showing up to the Super Bowl because the Patriots were there. He's like, that doesn't happen. It's such an interesting small dip. And I do think for the first time his phone rang. I just think it did. I think Sunday morning he's I, lucky the NF he yeah. has the NFL football and the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills to thank for this not being a larger story, but uh, I think for the first time, his phone rang. It's my guess.
1: I'll leave I mean, with... This just is, a, I mean, I've... A, yeah. I'll leave with just these names real quick, just so we can kind of put some context to how this is maybe slightly egregious. Miocic. Dos Santos. Velasquez. Overeem. Arlovsky, Hamilton. Blades. Those are all people that Francis Naganu has beat. So if they're going to raise the profile of any of those other people are ever talked about them in a very, very positive light, it's kind of hard not to put them in a positive light mention. And I think they'll find a balance between like, eh, this is respectful enough, but fuck that guy. Because that's generally how they do their practices. The whole him having conversations with the boxing thing, I'll say this. As a fan, when uh, you got Gypsy King over there, Fury saying, like, hey, you want to make real money? Come fight me. And I thought, what better time to go be a boxer after you've demonstrated what a wrestler you are now? Great. Excellent work here, everybody. This is exactly the fight we want to see. But I can't even say that because all I'm thinking about is go get paid. We
2: know. And then we know the story of how he went in there with a completely ripped knee. Like you watch the first two rounds and him, him saying like he was like, oh, Francis looks kind of timid. He looks kind of like, oh man, Strowman's gonna really like just piece him apart. It's like it's because he was walking on one freaking leg. And then like, he goes, oh, you know what? I gotta do this. And like once you realize that, like that makes him even so much more dangerous as a fighter, as a boxer, as anything. It's like that guy is unstoppable. Is Tyson Fury the guy that's gonna knock him out cold? I don't know but I want to see it, and I didn't <laughs> do it. You know, I, and like, that's Same. what Dana White should be saying. Bring on Fury. Bring on Fury. Yep. And Dana White should be, like, walk out there and throw a Zufa boxing shirt on France and then gone, like, let's do this.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> we got him special okay. gloves. Look at these. Yeah. They've got his face on them. Look out, everybody. Now that like, we... Like, like, Money's there
2: to be made, man. Just like they make just money. Yeah, it.
0: It, this is ESPN's fault. They made them have to stop thinking with their brains. Now they get to exclusively yeah. think with their asses, which they've been working on. It's frustrating because this would have been fun. They play like that music. They get um, I don't know. Is Don Cheadle out there? Will Don Cheadle come announce it? It's yeah. like Francis <laughs> Nganu, He's ready to knock your box boxing heavyweight the fuck out. Like that would have been amazing. Yeah.
1: Foxx like, is available we I mean he's on the internet yeah, sorry Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. speaking <laughs> of career changes um this one's interesting because we're gonna get to the the main in a second there's a lot to talk about on that one too um I guess I could bring this up because I've commentated with Vanessa did not know about her past that was uh oh that was a big democracy. surprise to me. So we're talking about the the past here, Kevin, which is after she won, she revealed that she was an exotic dancer for years and had 13 years specifically, and that she credited her armbar technique to being a stripper. And all I could think about was I was like, yo, I never knew that. And I thought we had people who knew that. And I, all I could think of was I was like, well, first of all, that's dope is awesome i'm so happy for her but second i was like yo i thought it is this something that only i didn't know did everybody else know and i didn't this because also it just caught me by
0: surprise a long standing slight that has gone to the exotic dancing community it's athletic Fair. as fuck it's no it is not surprising to me at all just like the martinez brothers are like yeah we used to break dance it's like yeah your funky ass jiu makes perfect sense now of course you did
1: But let's be honest, Kevin. It's not a surprise like, oops, it works together really nicely. It's just like, oh, I just didn't know. And you know what? I'm not supposed to, I guess. You should. Can I take a minute to berate you real quick? sure. Go ahead, Kevin. This is
0: something I would skate past. Now, sure, usually exotic dancing (laughs) history (laughs) is my forte. This is something you bring to the show. And I thought I was working with two professionals tonight. But here I am, stripperless in my knowledge. Even though I was in Las Vegas, I could have gone to the place to see if they were celebrating, maybe a little extra. That would have been nice, but no. Strippers all around my...
1: gathered around the pole and gave a large standing ovation. Uh, yeah, no, that just would have go. Like,
0: they're offering out arm bars in the VIP room. <laughs> yeah, shit's gonna get wild. But no, I was robbed that because my information and research department, has you know, they've been busy. I get it.
1: Hey, listen, all I could think of is we're a pro stripper podcast. Massively
0: feminist in that
1: regard. This was the easiest conversation to go. Damn, good for her. But at the same point, shit. Then I started thinking about, you know, how most people do seminars once they're an athlete. Like, think about the money you could make combining jujitsu and strippering.
0: Oh my God! Think in Denver alone. of the money. In De- we have so many of those pole dancing places. They're amazing. I've done one.
2: Go ahead, Casey. Well, actually, the the first thing I thought when when uh, Miss uh, Demopoulos kind of said that she's retiring, you know, kind of, I was like, "What are you doing this, now? This is like now you have a little fame. Now this is where you make the real money, ladies. like, "Come on, like the the, the case finding thing just sets you up with the real money in the, in the pole dancing community. I mean, that's that's where it's at, you know." So like, she got she's got a She's gotta work both angles, so you yeah. know, here's like, you know. So I was just like, I get what she's doing, but uh I think I think she's leaving a lot of money out there on the table. Maybe she's pulling a here. sword. Wow, wow. She's all of hold on, mentality. Kevin,
1: Kevin, oh. don't let him get past any of this. All of that phraseology <laughs> is I just want to make sure that we're quoting him right. Uh she needs to work all the angles and she's leaving money on the table. <laughs> Casey Lyndon.
0: Casey's got a bachelor party coming up. There we up. go. You don't realize it. Yeah. You know, the, the,
2: actually, uh, the, la- the last time I was in a uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? it was stripper clubs, whatever. Stripper. It was actually uh, during what Maywe- Strip Club. Yeah. What's that? What's the name to call them now? I don't, uh, don't that's know. That's still uh, it. I think uh, it was. I when I was, was, I was yeah,
0: that's still there.
2: <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one yet. Me, 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 and Aaron Hawani. We're interviewing Floyd Mayweather before the Conor McGregor fight, and it was like three thirty in the morning at a girl collection in Vegas, and we had to wait for about four to five hours in this kind of special booth upstairs. And the whole time, I was watching these women pole dance, and they had one of those like you know twenty foot poles, like it was, it was very dangerously tall. And I was just thinking, and the whole time, me and Eric were like, "They are freaking athletic." That's all we were yeah. watching <laughs> <laughs> about, like three or four hours. I'm dead serious. This is like. After a while, you just see, it's like, wow. So when I heard all this, I'm like, duh. Well,
0: (laughs) we have to take a moment to also praise Ariel, who's um, had a good two weeks from the Bill Simmons pod to just getting Francis Ngannou's side of the story, which, ref, is maybe why you don't, and this is purely me again, if I was the spokesperson for the UFC, right? Obviously, I'm not. But this is maybe why you also don't uh, completely shun the only real, like, the must-watch journalist at the end of these events. And Dana White is, it's like, this was perfect. So, had a good few weeks. The
1: dumbest part of this whole conversation is, all I hear is you screaming at me, Ref, you need to go to more strip clubs to be the grappling i was actually
0: making a note to send that to verbal tap legal to be like does this mean i can bring up strip clubs again with raf <laughs> as meeting places because you've had an injunction on it for several years and i believe you've just heard you were you just can't have
1: the buffet right now because of covid it's just it's listen, dude i want a double dip buffet <laughs> no safe. you can't share that shit it's just not safe yeah.
2: Uh, safety first guy, safety first. A twenty foot pole doesn't
1: scare me all of a
0: sudden, but now you've got me thinking about the next Fox drama, High Pole, <laughs> where
1: people do acts at thirty feet above the ground. Yeah. You say that, but when I produce that game show and you wonder, <laughs> did that come from? And I look at you and I go, I have no idea where it's it came the last time from. And I and work under a pseudonym. It this was the last our, it was where This is our <laughs> McKay Farrell
0: moment, but uh yep. some of us didn't quite make it there, as you can see. It's fine.
1: A stripper show a would have been our Yoko Ono on this show. Okay, I'm going to hire that Casey... guy from the
0: Cosmo to be like, Hey, Baldy! <laughs>
1: you're fucking hiding!
0: He was hilarious.
1: So, Casey, let me ask yes, you. How did you have the co-main event scored? Was it right? Was it wrong? Uh,
2: I unfortunately scored it for Figueroa, even though I really, really, really wanted Moreno to win. And if you told me Moreno won the fight and the judges told the like three-two marina. I've been like, absolutely cool. Not a robbery. <laughs> um, and my real, my really only takeaway from that fight was, good lord, these men are fast and mean and awesome fighters, and they better do, do this a fourth time. That's it. Oh, yeah.
0: see, I'm in on the fourth too, ref. Just as a side note, as someone that arrived seconds too late to the Cosmo to see this,
1: I think they are doing a fourth. I don't know. They really have any. I mean, and Figueroa almost seemed to be signaling like, yeah, there's some other people I could visit right now. This is cool. But how do you not have a fourth? It was really good. And I think it's only built Brandon Moreno as a star. I think he had an incredible reception. People really felt him. They were talking about maybe doing it you know mexico they were pitching out brazil they kept pitching out all these different things and i'm sitting here thinking like i don't really care where it is i just think why would you not take this momentum and stick with it it's still compelling everybody else in the division probably still wants to see it themselves it's really good and like there's inherent drama that you don't even have to build up anymore is just they don't like each other. When they ask Brandon Moreno, when you think you've fought somebody three times, they're like, do you have that man's respect or do you respect him? And he's like, eh, you know, he's all right. And <laughs> they go, well, and Brandon well,
2: Brando, like, he's the happiest man on the planet, except for that guy. I don't
1: like right. They're like, <laughs> well, what did you say to him? He's like, I kept it professional. Okay, cool. So are you guys cool? Mm. Would you fight him again? Yes. How do you feel you did? I think I won. Meanwhile, Davidson. Oh, yeah, I won that. That's cool. If he wants to do it again, probably. Maybe anybody want to see me find anybody else? No. OK, well, then maybe we'll do it. Anyway, I'm going to take some photos with my crew up here, if that's cool with you guys. We like. Yeah, there's something there. And I, I just as I was watching it, I noticed as we were asking people to keep scorecards. Uh, which is one of the things that we do on our Fight Companions, I looked around at everybody and I said, how'd you score And everybody was kind of all over the place. And I said, you know, I can kind of see how you scored this, or I can kind of see how you scored that. But there was something intriguing about watching how people interpreted those rounds. And for me, it looked like not only the damage or the power or the, uh, the output, but for Figgy, it just looked like, man, when he picked his shots, they seemed to look like they were taking... Brandon off of his game and I think that might have had a lot to do with the way that people looked and viewed that not just the power but just the way how frustrated Moreno looked and I thought man that spoke volumes I think to the judges even if it looked like he was still jabbing and staying in there as much as he was
0: I'm just sad love me some moreno but Figo weirdo did it it's finally back.
2: He is back. I think. Hey. I think the most exciting. I think the most exciting part about that co event, if they run it back the fourth time, mm-hmm. I think this can be the first first time in a very long time that the UFC can legitimately run. If they do it in the proper city, Legitimately run a flyweight title fight as the main event of a pay-per-view. Fair. And that's what, that's exciting.
1: That is very exciting. I think that's a good point. And like, you know, why not? We're hurting for these events all the time. They're going to run out of champions. One already is looking like he's going to see him punk his way out with the title in a second. I just think, hmm, there's something here. Everybody seems to like this. Why not give us what we want? The question is how soon? Because it looked like already by the end of it, those two looked just fine. And I think there's a, a, a mutual feeling amongst everybody who watches these fights that just goes, Man. That, for $75, maybe it doesn't justify 100% of that $75, but those two men did all of their part and then some for everybody else on this card. So, between them and the main event, I was pleased, but, you know, still, it was 75 bucks, and I was sitting there multiple times going like, oh, oh, yeah. This is some bullshit. You know what I mean? Anyway, I would say this, though. With Davidson Figueroa, Maybe this is just a selfish thing because I love the Lego kid. He's a good kid. I really like him. But there was something special about the return of the drip god, Davison Figueroa. Kevin, did you see what he was wearing at the post presser?
0: I did not see what he was wearing
1: at the post presser. Oh my god, it is like, it's one of my favorite things about him is the amount of drip on what he is wearing at all times. I looked at that and I said, shit. I don't want to sell out Moreno all that much, but the drip God's return is well comed back. Kevin, I'm going to send this over to you. Like I'm not telling you to get me this. Cause I think there's too much expense for the show over under I'm...
0: the UFC BAMF belt. <sighs> I oh, think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Yes. He looks um, like the snake from the movie Anaconda, the J-Lo one. <laughs> it's fucking yes. awesome.
1: Um, okay, since we spent some time on these fights, let's go ahead and very quickly bullet point some of these. Uh, Casey, did you have any fights that stuck out to you on the, the rest of the card?
2: Uh, two fights in particular. Uh, uh, Syed Nurmagomedov's incredible guillotine, like whatever, ninja choke. On stamen in under a minute. Like, who the freaking is, does that? The stamen. It was just incredible. And I was like, oh, it looks so painful that just like that form across the trachea. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, oh, God. And of course, freaking Southgate zone. Amazing, amazing fight. And I don't want to say I was surprised because I picked Henry to win. I know he was the biggest underdog on the card, but. He, I, he looked. I've never. He would look better than I even thought he was, honestly. And I, I thought. I think Ryan Barcelos is such an incredible fighter. I think he's like one of. Them, I think. I think. Actually, think Ryan Barcelos is probably the most underrated, phantom weight in the UFC. And Victor Henry, beat the crap out of him for 15 minutes. It, and he, he did even get to show his grappling. And I, when I think of Victor Henry, I think of him as a great, incredible grappler. And like I had no. Yeah. I, I knew he had kind of flashy striking, but like it blew me away how good his boxing was and just how good his angles and movements and just just faint and just just he was just man they were it was awesome it was awesome watching it and then we got to the mic just just said all the right things man so happy for victor henry
1: yeah that was impressive i was very happy for him um i would also like to say uh to matt for congratulations on winning one and a half fights uh that stoppage should have happened so much sooner. And I had so much anxiety as I was watching it happen. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to set up camera equipment. I'm looking, I'm talking to here. Have you tried to set up camera equipment where then, because something is happening and you go, they should stop this fight, but you almost drop one of your lights or one of your camera equipment (laughs) pieces here, Casey. Cause that that happened to me a couple times this weekend.
2: Uh, That was, um, yeah, like I, th- I think I think they, I think Valdez got dropped five times in that round. So, uh, congratulations, um, uh, Mr. Valdez. Uh, <laughs> even after the fight was stopped, he was like, "I'm good to go." I, I, do, <laughs> I one, one of my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite things in fights is seeing a guy get just his ass handed to him, and the ref stops the fight. And the first thing he does is like, "What did you do that for, man? I was just getting, I was just getting started." I was like, "I love those guys." That's yeah. one of my
1: favorite. Yeah, like, you are rolled with me they know that's about how it works so i don't think yeah. they'd be all that surprised kevin i think it might be time to get into the results Shit, do we yeah. have some results for him
0: we do i'm gonna go down the cards. okay we both had della maledalne i had demopolis because i had apparently just i had it into it you know i knew <laughs> He had Gomez-Juarez, we both had Vieira, I had Barcelos, and he had Henry, and you could have made some damn fine money if you would listen to him on that one. We both had Giles. That fight, we did not win. We I had Vieira, he had Terman. I feel like I lose almost half a point on that because Vieira pulled out. Does anyone know why?
1: Uh, so I think it was undisclosed reason. Uh, the other one Vegas. was fat. <laughs> so one was undisclosed, <laughs> yeah. maybe COVID, the other one fat.
0: Cool. I thought, yeah, I heard they both. <laughs> they were, Terman must have been so excited when he's like, You're and my cancel? Let me Great. point this
1: out. I get this shit asked to me all the time. It's like, I put up the information on our page, and then I get somebody inevitably who goes, Why? And I go, I, No, read it. You, yeah. Uh, I posted the article so you can read it. Anyway, go on. We both had Moreno. That was tough. Uh, I just
0: said, if he's just, he had Hanson. I had Topuria Jordan. That fight also gone. We both had Frivola. We both had Nirmavenoff. He had Gravely winning. I had Simon Olives. And then we both had the Inganu. And if you are keeping score at home, that brings us to an even seven seven tie, Raf. A rare <laughs> tie. We lost two fights. That's a big one. And that takes us into the overtime rounds, where this mofo correctly predicted Moreno Figgs is the fight of the night, except the mofo he's talking to predicted Nermies would get a performance of the night, Raph, meaning we are at our extremely bizarre, I believe has only happened once before,
1: full on tie. Yes, it is an unbreakable tie, unfortunately. So uh, I should explain how this will work. Uh, you just both have to do it.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. It's really I didn't how it get goes. To what we had to do. I had a rainwater yeah. something challenge of <laughs> some kind here. Of so holy there's shit. the in-
1: inappropriate fist pose here. Mm-hmm. There's the putting over on social media, mm-hmm. and then. I would have to go back and listen to the specifics on what you guys have to do after that. But ranch that, water, that's much fist right. pose, photo. I'm in. Was that the last one or was that this one? No, oh, see, ranch. Last water. One was did we talk about ranch water on this one?
0: Yeah, I, there was a few.
1: Okay. I think that it but was. I think
0: I offered the fist. I was going to recreate the he's in a speedo photo. We'll have to listen.
1: I don't think you have to recreate the Speedo photo. A tie does not mean you have to go that embarrassing. A <laughs> uh, tie,
0: the public doesn't deserve that for a tie. They only deserve that no. if I lose. Like, the public if you had side. lost,
1: I would have been like, oh, fuck you, Kevin, you're doing it. Strap but up, get I your ass out in the snow. You,
0: yeah.
1: Both of you have to do the inappropriate fist or ice cream cone, and uh, you got to put the other over on video. And we will do it in anticipation of... Casey's upcoming fight, so we will put you over on that as we get closer to that. Sounds good. And then Casey, you do it at a time that's convenient to you. If it helps to <laughs> even promote your fight as well, that's fine. We're very <laughs> pleased with that. But Casey, uh, before we get you on out of here, a couple things. Number one, tell the people where they can find you. Where can they go see your work? Because they don't always Ooh. get to see what you're doing. I know that you're well, doing a lot of directing behind the scenes too. So. Yeah. Let the people know where they can find you, sir.
2: Um, Lately, um, because I've chosen not to travel as much, um, I'm on many, many MMA fighting podcasts. If you go to our YouTube channel, uh, just pretty much post fight and preview shows for every UFC event. And you will see my stupid face and my awesome voice. That is where to find me.
1: That's great. And you're obviously on all of the social meads. We appreciate you, Casey. And before we get you on out of here, we'll just remind the people get behind Wim to Warrior. It's a great program. Go visit our friends over at Systems Training Center. They are quite good teachers, I promise you. And as a final note, Casey, if you need any additional grappling training, I Ooh. am at your service. Please just let me know. We'll mark out some time to go train, sir.
2: That is, I, I look forward to our date.
1: Absolutely. And Kev, I think that's going to do it for us this week. At EKC Layton, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. (laughs) And good fight. Good night.